Hello and welcome to Signals from the Hill. I'm Kat and I do marketing for Avery Hill Publishing. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to Karen Shangwan about her book, Quiet Thoughts, which came out last autumn with Avery Hill Publishing. Quiet Thoughts is just one of several great books that Avery Hill published last year. Head over to averyhillpublishing.com for more information. Our books are available through all good book and comic shops and digital editions can be found on our Gumroad shop. I'm here with Karen Shangwan, whose book Quiet Thoughts came out with Avery Hill in the autumn. So thank you for talking to me, Karen. How do you describe your book when people kind of ask you what it's about? Um, it's like, I guess, a collection of like poetic comics and uh, drawings. <laughs> it's kind of hard to describe because it's like so broad, but like um, someone wrote like, a little description on the back of my book that really perfectly described it. Okay. <laughs> I think that, that might have been me. <laughs> oh, really? That was so nice. Oh, my God. I remember there was a point where, yeah, we were trying to work out how to describe your work. And, yeah, it is quite hard because it's it's really subtle and it's really poetic. But once you've kind of said poetic, you don't really know what else to say. Yeah, um, yeah it's really, really beautiful kind of soft gentle work um have you always worked in that sort of style um yeah kind of but then like um along the way I started doing like more bolder colors because I saw other people were doing that and then I went back because I was like you know what I'll just do my own thing yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's something I was thinking about, actually, when I was looking at your book just this afternoon, um, because the way that your work is really poetic, that's something that I think is the opposite of sort of how my brain works and my, my own work. Um, I feel like my brain is really kind of literal and really kind of like logical. Um, and I was when I was doing freelance illustration, I used to get the feedback often that I should try and be more poetic. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. But I think there's only so much you can do outside of what sort of comes naturally to you. Um, yeah. And I think you just have to be guided by what you're kind of into and what you're interested in. Yeah. So did you study illustration? Uh, I did, yeah. Um, at Emily Carr at an art school in Vancouver. Okay. Yeah. I enjoyed it mostly, but like there was just still some things that like needed some more developing yeah mm -hmm. um and did you go into freelance illustrating when you finished is that uh, kind of yeah it was hard because there's not a lot of um companies in Vancouver or Canada that like have like like hire illustrators and mm. have and they don't pay as much in the states and London so it was pretty hard yeah I did yeah I did um some design work after school as well okay what sort of design work um like layout design ad design okay cool yeah um yeah. did you did you do any comics as part of your your studies or was that something um, separate not well there was like comic clubs but there was like there wasn't comic specific courses mm -hmm. um yeah but we a lot of my friends I made a lot of friends in the comic club and that kind of inspired me to explore in different mediums and narratives 
Mm. Because that's another thing I was going to ask was how you got you got interested in comics. Did you ever read comics much when you were younger? Um, I read like manga and um, like Garfield and Snoopy. Mm -hmm. I never really thought I would go into comics. But um, yeah, when I went into art school, I realized how like experimental they can be. So Mm. I wanted to do more with it. And you, I think on your website, you describe yourself as an author as well. So is the, is storytelling something you've always been interested in as well as, as drawing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I always like wrote little narratives and stuff when I'm doing nothing like on bus rides or um, like just sitting in coffee shops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to write. Oh, that's stuff. interesting yeah yeah do, do you sort of doodle as well and sort of keep a sketchbook or do you mostly yeah, find that you're okay so you do writing yeah. writing and drawing yeah yeah it's a mess yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and so how did how did Avery Hill find your work was it just through social media um I think I think I went to El Calf oh right I, I think maybe Ricky discovered me I don't I don't really remember mm-hmm. um yeah and so when he asked you if you had something you might want to do did you have some of the work that's in this book kind of already made or did you make it all sort of from scratch for the book um I had the idea of it um and then I was kind of like beginning to work on it and then at the same time, Ricky asked me if I had any projects I was working on. So I sent him like the uh, themes and like the idea that I already wrote. Mm. So it was kind of serendipitous. Oh, so it was good timing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and how much, how much did Ricky sort of go back and forth with you on what was going to be in the book or was it not very much at all um he was very like he gave me a lot of space Mm. um yeah I thought that was nice (laughs) yeah um yeah yeah I think he always says he'll just do whatever the the artist kind of wants yeah yeah I'm always a little bit needy and I kind of want him to tell me what to do. So I, he's had some some kind of input on my work, but a lot of people kind of know what they want and they're quite happy to just kind of get on with it. Yeah, I thought, yeah, he was really nice and professional about everything. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> um, so, and you'd, you'd made some um, smaller zines before, is that right? Uh, yeah. So this was the longest thing that you'd made? yeah and do you think you're gonna do more more of this sort of thing uh probably yeah because the smaller zines like you can only like um do so much Mm. and like portray so much yeah Yeah. I want to like do something bigger (laughs) yeah yeah do you have anything that you're working on for the future or um yeah I'm working on I want to do like there's a few ideas I want to do, like a graphic novel that's kind of like thriller and psychological, and then maybe like just a poetry book with drawings. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. So 
your artwork seems like there's a lot of sort of traditional media pencils and things but it seems like in places you use a bit of digital is that right yeah yeah so in this book there's I think I spotted a few stories where there was a little bit of digital or do you kind of use digital for all of it in in sort Um, of coloring and things yeah I used a pencil Mm -hmm. for a lot of it because like I just sometimes just can't focus when I'm on a computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then like, and then I get to a point where like, I just can't focus when I'm like doing pencil. So I just switch back to digital. Okay. But it's usually, yeah, it's usually easier to like switch back to digital when all the drawings are done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you add some color and some texture maybe digitally? Yeah. Yeah. And what program do you use? I use uh, Procreate, yeah. Okay. And uh, Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've got into Procreate over the last few years. I really love it. <laughs> yeah, it's so easy. It's just really easy to yeah. just pick up and use. And it's kind oh, of, yeah. it's not that far off just drawing in a sketchbook, really. It's kind of all yeah. there and it's easy. Um, yeah, I gave my mom my old iPad and she's been drawing a lot. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Did she do? Did she draw before, or was it no, just? No, she's just she just likes to try new things. Oh. <laughs> she calls me every day to ask about the program. <laughs> so you're doing tech support. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe you could collaborate with her on a on a project. Maybe. Or would that be a terrible? Idea? <laughs> um. Another thing I was going to say about your artwork is that to me it it looks really really spontaneous like your drawing just looks like you've just kind of sat down and done it and that's and you've not kind of fussed around with it very much. I'm very much an artist that kind of takes ages and like goes over and over and over and redraws things but then I know that that's not always you know looks can be deceiving. Would you say that you're quite a spontaneous drawer or do you kind of tend to draw things and refine them? Um, I think it's kind of both. But yeah, I think more on the like fussy side, actually. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I put a lot of effort into making my work not look fussy because because <laughs> I want it to look spontaneous. Um, but yeah. Yeah, you can never quite tell when you look at someone's art how they how they go about making it. Um, yeah, I love there's a there's a particular page which is just lots of horses kind of rushing across the page. Yeah, actually, yeah, that was actually kind of spontaneous. Okay, <laughs> definitely yeah. had that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you find that you sort of changed the wording a lot as you worked on your comics for this, or was uh, it all yeah. kind of you did change it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah because sometimes they would not match the um, drawings mm-hmm. and then I would come up with better words that would go along with it mm-hmm. yeah. and so how do you go about um, do you tend to start with the words or start with the images or do they both happen at the same time um, sometimes I it's it's honestly hard to say (laughs) it just starts kind of sometimes I have an idea and I write a lot and then sometimes I have like an image and I like to just draw it a lot and like kind of refine the idea Mm. 
Yeah, and then it just goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I do a lot of writing, then drawing, then writing, mm-hmm. and then kind of like just mesh them together. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the way you sort of, you draw the human form um, because your work is so kind of, it's so kind of warm. And I think you say um, in the description of your work, that you're inspired by feelings and sensations and it has this kind of human warmth to it and I also love the way that you kind of distort the human figure in your drawings as well it's it just creates a lovely kind of mood how do you think you sort of came to your style or do you, is it just kind of what happens when you sit down to draw <laughs> um I think um initially I wanted to be like I wanted to learn more about anatomy and make it as accurate as possible but then I realized I'm actually just I just kind of gave up and like realized (laughs) it's not that good for like life drawing so I just kind of let myself play around with shapes and figures and Mm. that's how it kind of formed that's interesting Uh, yeah (laughs) I think I'm I'm like I was saying like I'm really like logical brained and I tend to draw things really realistically so I'm always I'm always having to make the effort to go in a more interesting direction (laughs) because you know up to a point just drawing realistically is kind of a little bit boring um and I always want my work yeah it it can be fun (laughs) but you kind of want more to be happening I guess in the in the artwork as well um and so you you said you went to LCAF. Um, have you exhibited at a lot of events like that? Uh, yeah, I've I've been to just mostly comics events in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And then in 2019, I wanted to go to LCAF. And then in 2020, I wanted to go to TCAF and kind of expand. But then the pandemic hit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I saw that you did a poster at one point for VanCaf. Yeah. Yeah. That was the poster for 2020. But then. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How has it? How has it affected you apart from events not happening? Um. I think sometimes like events kind of push me to do work because there's like deadlines and stuff. Mm. And now it's kind of just open space and I just kind of do whatever I want. And I kind of have a bad perception of time. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can be really helpful to have deadlines. Yeah, yeah. 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 And just meeting other artists and other people is nice too. Mm. Yeah, I've, I always thought that LCAF was a, was a really nice one. Yeah, the building was so nice too. Yeah. How does it compare to, to VanCaf? Um, I really liked the building. <laughs> the VanCaf <laughs> is like basically just in like a school gym. Okay. Or not a school gym, but like just the gym. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, yeah. And then there's a lot of bigger names at LCAF mm-hmm. and a lot, of, a lot more events and like community. Right. There was like, there was like that, um, socializing thing on the first night that was really nice yeah Mm. Uh, Yeah, definitely 
I did go to TCAF once um, oh. and the, the size of it was quite overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, it was like five floors. <laughs> I think one level of BANCAF is like just, I mean, one level of T TCAF is just like the size okay. of TCAF. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was really good, but it was, yeah. Yeah. It was impossible to kind of see everything. <laughs> So do you think you'll you'll start to get back into events as they start to happen again? Uh, probably, yeah. Do you sell uh, do you sell your work online as well? Yeah, I I'm selling on Etsy. Yeah. Mm. I want to like find a different platform because they're like always increasing their fees. Yeah, it's really tricky. <laughs> what with stuff happening with um Kickstarter and and Etsy yeah. and Gumroad and all sorts yeah, of things. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of tricky to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I might just do my own website probably. Mm, yeah, that's a good idea. Can you do can you do web design and stuff? Mm, not really like coding, but just like graphics. Mm -hmm. So but like Squarespace space is pretty easy to like they have like templates and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, I feel like more and more people are gonna probably try and do it by themselves going forward yeah. yeah so there was yeah there's one story in your book the the one about the tactility of sounds that I found really yeah. interesting where did the idea of that come from um so originally my idea was like perspectives from different angles and perspectives and mm. I was like and um like at the beginning of the book you kind of can tell it's like from points of view of different objects and mm. people so I wanted to do a perspective on someone who is like impaired in vision and like kind of portray how that would feel to them mm -hmm. and like the text was actually text I shot it down while sitting in a coffee shop <laughs> like oh. it was actual real conversations oh really yeah that's cool yeah because what it made me think of was that there's there's that condition synesthesia where people kind of one one sensory input um can kind of transform into another one like when they yeah. hear music they see colors and things um it made me think of that I've no I haven't experienced that for myself but I've always thought it sounded really interesting <laughs> yeah. and then um yeah at the end I just kind of came up with the title right. to kind of wrap it up because I felt like um, it, nobody would really understand it without the words. <laughs> right, okay. And so how did you decide on the order of the, the book? Um, was it quite intuitive? You just kind of went with what you felt or was, was it kind of really thought through as to what should come up after what? Um, for the most part, it was mostly from how I like the first like chronological order mm -hmm. like um the star was the first one and then the last one was the um black um mm -hmm. but then I realized that as they progressed they kind of got more like narrative and human and I didn't really want to disrupt that flow so I just yeah. kept it like that yeah mm. Yeah, it's really interesting. They're all so different. And I, I love that the style 
varies so much because you just feel like there's something completely new happening each time you kind of turn the page. It's a really interesting read. The, uh, the other question I wanted to ask was um, whether you've sort of incorporated, whether you're quite kind of interested in print quality and print papers and things like that, because we used for your book a sort of textured paper for the cover. Yeah. Um, and I wondered if that's something that you'd done with your zines before. Yeah, um, yeah, I really liked the cover, the texture. It was like watercolor. Mm. Yeah, and I really liked that. Um, yeah, I, I actually print my zines from home on my own printer, so I like to play with papers as well. And yeah, one of the zines I have um, is actually very similar to this book. It's got like this watercolor textured paper okay. as well. Yeah. What kind of printer do you have? I have an Epson P600. It's, it's a fine art printer. So I yeah. can basically just print on whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. I've got one um, behind me. Um, it's a new one. I can't remember which one it is, but um, I've always had Epson's. And I really enjoy yeah, sort of yeah. printing. Um, it can be quite um, stressful when it yeah. like sometimes yeah. doesn't like work. Like it's a red dot is on <laughs> your print and you have to redo it. Yeah. And then it's just like really slow because it's very like precise. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Kind of itself, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like having I like being able to have the control over it though. Anytime I send something yeah, off to be printed yeah. somewhere else, I freak out because I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah, used to doing same, this myself. <laughs> I even used to, because I started printing my own stuff, I I got into the habit when the first few little zines that I had printed by print, printing companies, I would actually like print a page myself and post it to them so that they could like see what, what I was expecting. They probably thought I was crazy. <laughs> no, that's actually a really good idea. <laughs> I should do that. <laughs> some some printers are brilliant, and they're if they're used to sort of printing fine art stuff, they're used to you know the the customer really wanting it to be right. So yeah, I always found people quite helpful. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's something I always really liked was sort of book objects and books that had really lovely paper and because because quiet thoughts kind of you feel like you're you're holding like original drawings by you <laughs> rather than like a commercially printed object so I think that's yeah. really lovely thank you yeah <laughs> I want to see um your book <laughs> I haven't found it in any stores oh okay <laughs> Oh, or maybe uh, maybe I'll run into you at an event at some point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I want to go to Tikka again. Yeah, yeah, it's such a cool city as well. There's so much to see there. Oh, um, I mean Elcaf, sorry. Oh, Elcaf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm less excited about London because <laughs> I live here. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, if you do, um, you'll have to let me know so that I can make sure to find you. Um, so if people want to find your work online, where can they find you? Um, uh, on my Instagram, Karen, at Karen Jean Guan. 
or karenshangwan.com. Excellent. Thank you very much for talking to me about your book. Thank you so much. (laughs) No worries. (laughs) Thanks again to Karen for talking to me and thank you for listening.